Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, Consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... So you step into the shipping offices, the New York shipping offices, I guess I should be more specific, of Bolton Shipping. It's... Pretty Spartan inside. It's a pretty kind of generic, just dock office, like not like a kind of a sad beige wall, various kind of computer stations, some kind of AV equipment for probably talking to the docks more specifically or boats or something like that. Some nautical charts on the table. It's a two story building. So there's, a, there's this floor and there's an upstairs floor as well. Uh, you're not seeing the security equipment here necessarily, but it would make sense for the upstairs too. Lots of windows looking out over the docks, um, lots of filing cabinets here couple of big tables you could lay out like maps on or kind of like work on or whatever it's a pretty basic office that's always even like a crappy coffee machine in one corner oh yeah it's it's a normal shipping office at least at this level you go upstairs well yeah i was gonna say i was gonna head directly to like the you know, the real offices like the manager offices or whatever yeah. or to the to the camera room or whatever yeah find that. so the second floor is kind of the equally kind of open concept it's mostly open space there is a couple of private offices for meetings or phone calls or something. But yeah, it's you do kind of find off in one side there does appear to be the security camera set up. It's a kind of a little specific kind of little server thing set up that's it's got a couple of monitors to it. It's showing dead camera feeds. It's still trying to find the feeds, but it's just showing blackness because nothing's coming in for them. It is detecting an error of some kind. It's gotta kind of destroy those computers. Uh yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean is it like a server room? No, it's just like a like a Dell computer almost. Like it's not this is not anything fancy by any measure. Oh, okay. Um It's even on and logged in. Like it's just showing the not working feeds of the various cameras you've knocked out. Is it uploading? Like no. is it uploading the stuff these feeds to the internet? Just local record. Local record? Yeah. Okay. I wanna log in and check how far back they keep guest feed history. Like how how far back does the recording it seems to be that if the hard drive's big enough, they have archives going back a ways, but they only kind of keep active records of the last, like, month or so. Okay. Uh, how many hard drives? We'll say there's about eight terabytes of storage. Okay. So I am... It's not high... I guess, like, I guess for reference, it's not high-quality video. These are kind of, like, just recording shit with a webcam-level quality. It's, like, it's not anything, like, 4K-enabled, high-end anything. Okay. So then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and... Is there, well, at this point, uh, I'm going to go ahead and shut it down, and I'm going to pull the hard drive and, and take it with me. Okay. Yeah. So. All right, that'll take a little bit of time. You have electronics, though, right? Uh, I do, actually. That's one of my crafts. That should take no time at all. Yeah. It's more than doing it correctly, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. I mean, you, you, literally, you literally could just open the, comp- open the computer up and rip it out, and it'll, it will be fine. That's fair. Well, I, I have I have craft, yeah, for electronics anyway. That's one of my perks. So, yeah, definitely know my way around it. Yeah, works for me. Okay. You- so, yeah, I'll go ahead and pull the drive, put everything back as is, and then, of course, uh, wipe down anything. I'm, 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 I'm wearing gloves, obviously, but, like, you know, anything else as far as, like, anything that could have made any contact, I'm just going to wipe down. This is the sure. Wiping down. That makes sense. Throw that into my... I guess I have a small back. Yeah, I'm going to say I have a small backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That makes sense. All right. So you've kind of handled security cameras. You're in this office now. You got to look around some. Now that you're here, like, what's the plan? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's time to it's time to look around the like the the real offices. Yeah. Like the like the you know where where Bolton's office is at. Yeah. So Bolton does have a specific office here, but he has you do seem to kind of get the impression he set up shop in 
one of the offices, at least temporarily. He's just, it's not his permanent office by any measure, but he has kind of commandeered one of the private kind of standalone offices. There's a stack of paperwork, some files, a manila envelopes kind of thing. But more importantly, there is a collection of flyers for ageless catering kind of tucked into uh looks like a, a planning binder of sorts or something like that with a variety of kind of meal ideas and kind of catering stuff. It's almost like it's a, uh, what's the right phrase for it? Like, like, like a wedding binder of sorts or something, but for just like a general big public event, like it's a planning binder of sorts that the caterer probably put together to showcase a variety of things to go with it. Also, it's like specially made for the, like, you know, like a, this, this company. Yeah. It seems to be kind of like, it's very tailor made. You haven't flipped it open yet, but it's, uh, it seems very tailor made for like whoever the client is. Like this is just a thing they probably do to be like, okay, here's your contract in a nice visual printed out form. You can flip through and kind of review some stuff and tell us what you want and circle the options on these pages, kind of thing. Like this, this is a thing catering companies do, especially sure, for clients. Yeah, we'll flip through. It sounds important. Yeah. All right. So it's pretty extensive. There's about a hundred pages of stuff in there. You do get some locations out of this though. So and some time frames. So there is yeah, so. Bolton has a event coming up for the, the Century Club, I guess, miraculously has a big event coming up this upcoming weekend and that they are expecting catering to run from Friday kind of noontime through Sunday evening kind of thing. Like the final events are Sunday evening. Ageless Catering is taking care of all the food for it. Uh, there's a couple of security kind of company involved. It seems to be the event binder for kind of a variety of stuff. It's a security company. The venue has been selected for. It's a place called Hyde Mansion. It's uh, in upstate New York, about four hours drive from New York. You're currently at. Um, a lot of pictures of that, lots of layouts of it. Flipping through this, you do notice, though, that there's kind of talk about how the Friday night stuff is a much smaller affair. They're expecting to have about 200 people total for the Saturday and Sunday kind of soiree. The Friday night stuff is a much smaller crowd. Official attendees is like eleven people tops. Huh. Don't want that. Uh, don't want that no wave or new rich in your fucking club, huh? So uh, as we're flipping through this, I'm taking pictures just because I'm gonna leave that yeah. binder there. So I'll take pictures oh. of all the stuff. Um, one of the things I'm looking for specifically is any like any managerial contact information. Like if we have a like a contact number, do we have an address for the business, like or like offices or anything like that in the binder? Which business, I guess, like the Ageless Catering? Ageless the Catering, high... yeah. Oh, yeah. You got that on their website. Yeah, you totally have that already. Okay, okay. Any, like, like any a cell phone directly to the woman who runs uh, the catering place? Uh, you got contact number off the website. You do find a business card, which you'd guess would have that same cell phone number against Rebecca. You find mention of a security company called Iron Shield. Okay. They seem to be kind of doing the security for this. They're a real security company. You can look that up. Not real in the real world, but like, in this universe, they are a real security company that does security for these types of events, kind of guys in suits with uh, light Kevlar vests and large handguns kind of thing. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just going to make a note of, like, all these things that stand out. The security group, uh, any extra yeah. any extra contact information we wouldn't have found off the website kind of thing is what I'm looking for. Most of the stuff is pretty benign. It's just kind of like DJs and song preferences and various theme ideas. They seem to have selected a couple options for it kind of thing. And, like, just it's... It's a normal kind of party planning thing. Like the biggest probably takeaways are Hyde Mansion, Iron Shield, security. It's more it's like kind of I guess more details for ageless catering. Like it's yeah, it's kind of a, a lot of general party supply stuff. There's a variety of companies you could hypothetically use to gain access if you had more time or kind of access to it. Like there's a tent company showing up. There's a, a variety of kind of passes you could go down that will deal with this. You kind of decide what you want to do later on. And yeah, I. You harvest this binder for all it's worth. Like there's a lot of potentially useful information here, but nothing inherently damning to it itself, except the fact that yeah, it's it's confirmed that there is a Century Club event coming, and it refers to the Friday night kind of as the special principals dinner. Okay, um, is there a guest list for the nights, or like an invitation list, or perhaps a copy of what like uh, I guess. Do they have a proof of what the invitation would look like, essentially? There's a couple different options in there, yeah. It seems they, they seem to have narrowed down to a couple options of it. It's, it's, it's mentioned to be kind of a guest list only kind of thing. There's no official guest list in this binder. Again, this is more of a planning thing. That would probably go to the security company or something like that. Okay. Well, just want to double check if they had anything yeah. like that. But Okay, cool. Do they have any mention of 
what staff from the catering will be working that day? Like they mentioned, like how many people from their end will be working? No, that's that's too detailed. That would be just kind of up to the caterer's discretion at that point. This is just kind of okay. bigger picture stuff. Like that. That's less client facing. More just that's what the company would do at that point. Gotcha. Okay. Well then, yeah, I'll just harvest all this stuff and uh, get photos and all that jazz. Give me a search, actually. I'll even give you a plus 20 on this one, because you've got nothing but time right now. I rolled a 19 out of my 47 plus 20% modifier. Yeah, so everything in here seems pretty normal. You're not, neither of you are necessarily kind of big party people, but there is kind of one weird thing in it. Mm -hmm. Assumably Hyde Mansion would have, like, refrigeration for events and stuff like that, but there is special mention made of a not a refrigerated, but a like freezer level box truck that's needed for this event. Mm. I told you they were cannibals, dude. I called it. Yeah, I I was really hoping for a sex cult because those are always interesting. But cannibals, this is this is new. Okay, all right. Well, I'll make a note of that and all that. Is there uh, is there anything else that stands out, or that was the only thing that was like kind of a unique? Without kind of the extra suspicion, you even picked up on that. But yeah, it's just kind of it seems odd in context that they would need this or even have this. Okay. So I guess the next thing I want to look for is, is there an area nearby that has copies of the shipping manifest of things that have come in recently or in and out? Yeah, you can dig around and find that, I think. Uh, what are you looking for specifically? I'm just, I just want general idea of what they've got coming in and out, you know, because. Oh, yeah. Uh, cars, some heavy equipment kind of thing. Maybe some like manufactured goods, like a, uh, I'm not even sure what kind of, how you ship this type of stuff. Like it's in large lots, I think. Like it's maybe some tractors or something. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that's kind of from all over. No one location. They got a couple boats coming in in a couple days, but they're not from kind of one specific region or anything like that. Okay, I'm assuming. Well, I guess this is a deception. I want to double check on. Are they more analog, where they have like stuff like HR paperwork and payroll on paper, or do they keep that stuff digital? Probably a mix of both. Like, it's an international company. They have to have access to some of that, but also this is the local branch. What are you looking for specifically? Uh, specifically, I'm trying to see if I can find a, like, list of, like, the employees who work on site. Just, like, maybe, like, a payroll sheet to see who's getting paid there. Sure. To what end, I guess? Or what are you trying to do with it? I just want names. Oh, like, yeah. You, you find some stuff you could use for that, hypothetically. Okay. I'm going to take pictures of that as well. Cool. Was there any other, uh, so I assume we found that Sam, uh, Bolton's temporary office, did we find anything in there? The only thing of note in there, aside for just like a bunch of general paperwork and printouts for business stuff, like there's some stock quotes and stuff like that, there's just some general kind of day-to-day business stuff you signed off on and stuff. Yeah, the only thing that's out of the ordinary there is the party binder. Okay, so I'm going to look over at uh, Francis saying, anything else you want to get before we get out of here? Uh, did you want to take a look through the... Is there a warehouse attached to this one, or is this just an office? Not attached to this, but you could go find the warehouse, hypothetically. You could probably find some keys to the warehouse even here if you looked around enough. Yeah, I'll go ahead and look for some keys then. Yeah, yeah. that'll take a little bit of time, but you eventually find them. Kind of getting into later night at this point. You've been here a little bit, just taking pictures and rifling through stuff. You even have an address for the dock, for the kind of storage lockers they have. It's a bunch of, well, it's a mix of just kind of sea crates out of the, on the offloading areas and a couple storage facilities. Searching those will take some time, and there is note of security for both of them. Either it's kind of dock authority security or just private security they have for those buildings. I will say that kind of as you're going through the other paperwork you found, there's nothing inherently suspicious about anything that came in. It's all just kind of large bulk products and heavy equipment and manufactured stuff. Like Again, it's it, it all seems to be kind of run-of-the-mill, normal shipping company stuff, like very profitable shipping company stuff in theory. Like They're probably like, Hundreds of cars came out of boat, which in which to us is cool, but to this it's like, oh yeah, we run a hundred cars. Cool, they didn't go overboard by accident. Uh, my counting is sixty-one. Nothing, not, nothing. There's no like, you know. Now that I'm getting like a good look at like their their manifests and like records. Yeah, no, it's it's like yeah, it's it's on the up and up as much as a shipping company is. Like it seems normal. All the permits are pulled correctly. There's maybe a couple things that are lagging. Some maybe a security inspection or two that's a little bit behind the times. But yeah. The, the business end of this at least seems to be as normal as a shipping company can be. Like they all have their weirdnesses to them, given the whole, you know, pirates are back into the real world and they have to deal with shipping companies now, reality of things. And it's a giant boat full of like Toyotas making its way across the ocean. But yeah, as far as kind of accounting and discrepancies, it's all what you'd expect to see hypothetically in this kind of circumstance. Nothing kind of 
no glaring weirdnesses that pop out at you. Maybe a couple of counting errors here and there, but like honest mistakes. Like, oh, we like thought we had 4,000 of this and we actually had 3,000. Okay. While we're doing this, is there any, did we come across anything valuable? Monetarily or like artifacty? Yeah, like monetarily. <laughs> nah, maybe some like spent, I like, made like, like 200 bucks in like petty cash they have lying around or something. Uh, okay, I don't bother taking it. Never, yeah. never mind. Like artifacty? Yeah, so you do find kind of a couple what look like older school nautical and kind of nautical things, like some a sextant, maybe some old kind of gauges or something like that's out on the walls are more decorative than anything else. They're just kind of nice and there. Maybe a model of like some old ships or something. Yeah, it's again, it's a normal kind of boring shipping office. They're not going to put the good stuff in this office if they had in the one downtown. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, so I'm going to go to the, the shipping manifests and uh, to, to make it look like we didn't just break in to look at a uh, look at a, a wedding pl- an event planning book yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna really rip records out and just kind of throw them everywhere sure specifically the shipping manifests go the corporate espionage approach or what yeah or you know maybe i'm like a thief you know you know just like you know shipping routes contacts you know all that, all that kind of stuff i'm gonna you know maybe maybe even make some photocopies you know i, I don't know you know make, make sure. it look like i'm really bad at you know corporate espionage i was gonna say like what's your um what is your forensics 30 that's enough to be a real intentionally sloppy criminal. This is like a this is this is like trying to like a you know like kind of like when we blew up that house. Like I'm trying to make it look like you know the obvious conclusion is that we came here to steal records. Sure. And not be like you know someone's gonna be like my event planning book got moved four inches to the left. <gasps> yeah. No. Yeah. You do the correct thing. So like you start at the bottom of drawers and work your way up and kind of make it seem like you're rifling through stuff correctly. Yeah. You you spend some time doing that. You definitely have the kind of forensic skills to make it look like. There was someone here looking for something they probably weren't supposed to have access to. Yeah, you do a fantastic job of that. Like it's takes some time, but yeah, you got here kind of clean as best you can tell. You gonna go to the storage facilities? Or you going back to Midas? Well, before I do that, I'm taking the petty cash because fuck that. Okay, yeah, it would make sense to steal that. The thief would steal that. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> so you steal the petty cash and also a uh, one stamp away from a free sandwich from a uh, PD's deli card from someone's desk. Oh, I'm yeah, we, a, I'm a horrible son of a bitch. And we we leave a sticky note saying that we stole that specifically. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> gonna write "fuck your sandwich" on there. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't it's even eat here. I eat Quiznos. <laughs> <laughs> I put tax all over somebody's seat. You know, the <laughs> uh, it's probably going a bit far for Delta Green, but yeah, I, you make a clean enough getaway kind of thing. You you rifle through. It looks real broken into. You feel pretty well that you've masked whatever you were like. No one's going to guess the main target or the main kind of source of interest was the planning binder. Yeah, you've done a pretty good job making it seem like someone just broke in. And yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, we definitely did. Did you want to head to the uh, the storage facility? Because I definitely want to. Yeah, let's take a gander. Um, we've got the we already have the keys, so we might as well. But I also want to keep an eye out because in case there's any security as we head over there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's head on over. All right, so we're now going to jump over to Agent Faustus and Agent Florent. You're in sight of the People's Brew. Is the plan to kind of go in as a team, to go in separately? Uh, what, what's the what's the approach for this? So did you still want to be across the street as you were doing this, or did you want to maybe... I realized that I actually would probably not be paying attention at all to what was going inside if I was left across the street, so I'm going to go in. Um, we can go in together or separate, whatever you prefer. Would you like to be my producer in Vi- from Vice? Sure. Awesome. So let's go together. Yeah, so you kind of, as you approach the place, you see a um, somewhat distraught-looking, uh, late 30s, early 40s-year-old man kind of thing. Uh, short hair, maybe a buzz cut of some kind. Uh, he's not dressed especially well. Like, he's looking... He's put on a suit, but it's kind of, like, hiding the fact that he, like, it's, it looks ratty kind of thing. There's kind of a shiftiness to him. You make a pretty good guess that that's probably... Uh, Daniel Grigorov, you approach? Yes, so I um, just kind of tidy myself up a bit, and I uh, pull out my little Moleskine notebook as well as pen. Uh, this is straight up my biblical notes, uh, or biblical notes notebook that I have. Sure. I, I approach him. Grigorov, my apologies. Uh, Mr. Grigorov, I presume. Ah, yes. Are, are, are you the man from the emails that uh, wanted to talk about the reality that is the Century Club? Um, it was a uh, Mr. Birch. 
Ah, yes, Birch from the emails. Yes. Yes, yes. I just go by my last name, so it's, it's just makes it real simple. Understood, understood. I go by essentially Danny online, after all. Kind of like he's looking around kind of wildly. Uh, uh, thank you for meeting me here. I do not let to give out my um, address for fear of eavesdroppers. No, it's absolutely totally fine. You you don't mind if I brought my producer here, would you? I mean, like, I was talking about this around the round table, and um, one of our television producers was interested in, you know, just kind of like having like maybe a documentary about it. So I invited her here. Oh, please. The more it is, the merrier. The, the more it is that here, the more they have to discredit. It is fine with me. Kind of gesture from Florence to Gregorov. Um, do you want to introduce yourself or? Yeah, she'll step up and offer her hand out. Miranda. Pleasure, Miranda. I am uh, Daniel Grigorov. I am. I, I hope that we can work together to shine a light on the, uh, the Century Club. They are a truly horrible group of individuals. He's like looking around, still kind of like he's looking for something or where something snuck up on him. Expecting company? I am always expecting company. When you are trying to discredit the elites of the elite, they do not like you talking to them. This is the first time I've been out of my apartment in three months. Gotcha. Gotcha. I take a seat. How do you conduct research if you haven't really been outside of your apartment? I have the internet. I have research. I have books delivered. Mostly I just try and put context to the things I've seen and the things I witnessed and things I know to be true. Out of character. Did Florence ever share the um, information or just kind of the connections that she found with everyone else that this dude was kind of like legit, at least with the unnatural or? I don't think she mentioned it yet. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Well, first off, you say that you are a former member of the Century Club? Yes, I was, a, I was a member for three years. They approached me many years ago, back when my importing exporting business was um, at its highest. It's, it's how I maintain some money. The, the business has gone downhill, given my lack of connections and being run out of certain circles. But I, I do okay still. I, I was top of industry at the time. When did you? When were you a member? Like how long ago was it? Like five years ago? Was it three months ago? Uh, kind of like strokes his chin for a couple minutes or a couple seconds. Sorry. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I believe I split ways with them about two years ago, and it has been a rough two years. I have a hard time keeping track of exact dates when you do not see the sun all that often. Uh, things blur together. Understood. Understood. So you, before the Century Club, you were in shipping? Yes, uh, importing, exporting. People wanted things brought into the country or brought out of the country, and I help them find ways of doing such things. Uh, kind of pauses for a sec. Nothing illegal, though. I, I, I mean, I just maybe oh, the occasional I'm, item that you didn't want the prying eyes on, or that might be had less than well documented origins. Uh, you, you, you know the type. The occasional kind of historical find from an archaeological dig. I, I do regretfully admit that I was involved in some of the importing and exporting that was happening during the. Uh, American Desert Storm that happened relatively recently. Uh, some of that, some of the nicer treasures that got looted came through on some of my ships. Still kind of looking around very shiftily on this thing. Uh, 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 please, can we relocate? I feel exposed here. I will, I will feel much more secure back at my place. It is safe. It's as clean. I, I promise. Uh, no traps. I have no reason to doubt you. Miranda, are you okay with this? She just nods. Uh, will we be walking or... We only walk. As we all know, cars contain computers, and computers can be hacked, and hacked things can be followed. Of course, of course, of course. I, I do insist that you turn off your cell phones now, though, too. I have, I like, holds up his cell phone. I will be disposing of mine. I do not expect the same for both of you. Gotcha. Yes. Sure. I was going to say, I was going to pull out my real phone and turn it off, and just keep my burner just kind of in. Yeah. Century Danny leads you on a bit of a kind of wild goose chase through various alleys, kind of back and forth, like almost like designed to lose a tail that both your learners are high enough. There is no tail. No one is following this guy as best you can tell. And it very much seems to be all in this guy's head, like to the point where like this guy slips his phone into a, uh, like a, a Grubhub deliverers bag while they're delivering food. Like, and they drive off with it on their bike kind of thing. Like that's how paranoid this guy is. Like he is spreading all kinds of misinformation about his whereabouts and eventually leads you to kind of, it's not a great apartment building. Like it's, 
it makes sense he can go three months without leaving and still afford to pay rent with this place kind of thing. It smells incredibly strongly of soup. Specifically vegetable just kind of permeates this building as you kind of walk up a couple stories. He opens up uh, the door to his apartment and it's got the expected kind of newspapers all over the windows and blackout shades and it's not a total mess but it's not the place of a well mind kind of thing. Like it's dark, it's dingy, there's occasional kind of shafts of light through various cracks in the paper and stuff like that, but most importantly, just kind of all over the place, there are just pill bottles, amongst other things. Like, there's the occasional kind of remnants of food, some plates, some dishes, but the guys just kind of, like, wrapped cables everywhere to kind of get various Ethernet ports, like, they as you're walking in, give me an alertness. I have a passive alertness of 70. Oh, that's more than enough to notice this. The guy has rigged this place up so that there's little mirrors everywhere, so there's no dead spots in his apartment, hypothetically. He can, in theory, see every nook and cranny of this place from anywhere, hypothetically. Daniel, how long have you been living here? It kind of pauses for a second. Um, well, I made the split with the Century Club two years ago, I think, so that plus six months. I initially rented this place as an off-the-books-in-case-something-happened-to-me kind of place. You you know, disgruntled clients, uh, something goes missing, uh, a family heirloom gets lost off the side of a ship, a Bengal tiger breaks out and breaks something else. You, you know how things I This was kind of, it was uh, my flop house, I believe is the phrase used, and it has now become my residence. Uh, I pay in cash, and no one knows I live here, there's no rent there, or there's no official lease. I am paid up for the next nine years here. Uh, I, I, yes, why do you ask? Nothing. I mean, uh, this was not at some point in time kind of a shot at your apartment. It was more so, especially with somebody who was in shipping and someone who would have been considered, you know, a candidate for the Century Club. I would kind of think you had a little bit more. Ah, yes, I, I, I understand. My modest surroundings are intentional. The Century Club would never look for me here. This is also the damage the Century Club has uh, wreaked on my life since my exit. Their targeted campaign on me, their, their spies following me, their hitmen making attacks on my life. Hitmen? There's Oh, there's hitmen. Like, it goes deep. It goes all the way to the top. They are the most powerful people in New York, possibly the world, make up the Century Club. Uh, Miranda, do you have any questions that you wanted to ask, by chance? Both of you can give me a human int while he's talking, by the way. 36 out of 24 fail. I fumbled that shit. 44. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Faust is kind of nodding along to this. Like, I maybe he's buying in all the way kind of thing. Like, it's maybe a little bit too well. It's probably clouding his judgment some. Do you have pharmacy by any chance, Florence? I have pharmacy of 45. Yeah. So... That is enough to notice that the prescriptions on the like the various pill bottles are calling out a very specific prescription for uh, it's it's kind of an antidepressant kind of thing. Okay. Any noticeable side effects? You would know, like not that line up with this kind of erratic behavior, but it's also designed to treat kind of severe depression. And this isn't how someone on this medication would turn out hypothetically. So. Daniel, how old are you? Why? I'm 46. Why, why does it matter? Well, when we cross-reference your information you're giving us, we're just going to have to double-check that you know who you are and you're not just somebody claiming to be who you are. I, I can provide documentation. I have many files to show you that uh, support my claims. I am, I am who I say I am. Okay. And you kind of like, the room's not big, but there's a second room you kind of like, scampers off to for a couple seconds. You hear the sound of rustling and kind of lifting of things as he's messing around for stuff. You got a couple seconds to converse if you want, though. He's on a fuck ton of antidepressants, but they're clearly not working. You have something to kind of clarify him? What do you mean? Last like, time we were last time we were out in the field, you straight up just syringed somebody in the neck. I mean, granted, it was kind of a sedative for somebody who oh, was about to die. You want me to just like the syringe motion? Is that what you're asking? I was asking if that was what you were asking. I mean, yes, is, is he's on the, he's on, I, I noticed the pill bottles. I mean, like, he could be onto something, but like, we can't be judging people just because of, you know, their mental status. I mean, like, that's a violation of like HIPAA, right? I'm not that kind of doctor. 
Should we take him with us? <laughs> uh, I don't like you. You're more seasoned than I am. You're more seasoned. This should like kind of know where we are. Should we take him with us and like investigate it? Well, we can try to extract more information and then kidnap him and then raid his apartment. Let's feel it out a little bit more. Okay. I just never know with this group whether or not we're going to start like home invasion or if we're just going to be taking it a lot more chill. I'm just Look, feeling a little anxious right now. It's okay. You just need to breathe. I know you're under a lot of pressure. Okay. It's a hard job. You're doing great. All right. Yeah. So both of you, while you're standing, just kind of in this dissolving of a life, uh, give me a sand check, actually. 43 out of 81 success. I failed that one. All right, so uh, you only take one point of sand damage for this. This is kind of, it's tragic more than it's truly terrifying kind of thing, but you are going to take one point into helplessness. Like, if this is unnatural, this is dark and depressing kind of thing. Like, this guy's either on to something or on something, but either way, his life has been upended and destroyed as best as you can tell. But yeah, you could put a point into uh, helplessness on this one. Did we ever That's recover? Like, oh, sorry. I just wanted to clarify. We recovered sanity points last time or just willpower? Nope. Just willpower. Gotcha. So I'm at my breaking point. Are you at or below? <laughs> I am at my breaking point of 40. <laughs> well, then we will. That, that'll be a thing that happens that we will resolve <laughs> once this operation is over. But please remind me of that when we get to the falling out action of this. So we have our first latent disorder coming up out of all of this. What, what oh, the I fuck? Are you it. serious? <laughs> of all the things that's going to give me up. <laughs> yeah, it's not the fucking unnatural monster we fought. It's the slow decline of this <laughs> man and his depressing home. You know why? Because it's real. <laughs> <laughs> In character, like, it makes sense for Faustus to be, like, heavily affected because of how, like, yeah. empathetic he is. But at the same time, out of character, what the fuck? <laughs> It's only a point of sanity. It's one point. Well, guess what? That one point brought me to the breaking point. That was my breaking point. That's how breaking points work. They add up over time. It's the pressures of this job get to you. They put you in a variety of just incredibly tough situations. I, uh, I am sorry. It's a completely kind of tragic but normal thing that finally broke an agent. But here we are. Uh, just to clarify, I didn't lose any sand, right? No, you. Yeah, it, literally, it's a zero or a one. This was a very yeah. low sand check. I, I did not expect this to break anyone. <laughs> this is purely kind of almost comedic timing in the sand check department. But well, <laughs> fucking, you know what? God damn it! Hey Alexa, play Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh no! Fucking. <laughs> Faustus is over there staring off the thousand yard stare. Oh yeah, no, I, it's this is this is like even like, if this guy, if he's just crazy, it's tragic. If he knows something, it's tragic. If the Century Club really did destroy this guy's life, like he's claiming they did, it's tragic. Like this is just a dark moment. Like Faustus has seen some stuff, but he's seen war. This is a very human thing. The kind of stuff that he probably became a priest to try and prevent other people from experiencing this definitely kind of weighs on him uh florence is a cold individual so it's kind of like yeah, crazy be crazy but yeah right after florence says it's a hard job you're doing great yeah <laughs> he bursts into tears i wouldn't quite go that far it's just kind of like he, he a little bit of faustus dies on this operation it's not the monsters that got him it's the fact that he's being just kind of relentlessly exposed to extremes that weigh on a person's mentality kind of thing. Like, it's... Again, he's used to kind of the horrors of war and what happens. That's a very specific set of wars. We managed to kind of emerge from that semi-unscathed compared to lots of other soldiers. He has all his limbs. He kind of didn't didn't pick any disorders there or any kind of mental damage there. But, like, this is back home. This is where people live that, in theory, he was fighting to protect. Like, this is by all measure, a normal person's life that he's stepping into, and it's just... Yeah, it it gets to him finally kind of thing. Like This is probably what he's trying to prevent all the people at the youth kind of center that he works at from winding up as kind of thing. He probably knows several people who come from similar families that are similar situations to this, and that's probably kind of what... like It's hitting home. This is very real to him in some ways. 
I will also say you could totally try and offload that sand damage that we made a big deal of it onto a bond. It's only one point of sand damage. Yeah, let me see if I can offload that onto the church body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do I do that again? You just, just a willpower roll? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, or sorry, roll a 1d4. That's a 1d4, sorry. So it's... You're gonna, so you're going to lose some willpower off. This is how willpower is supposed to be used. You're going to kind of... Whatever number you get from that will be subtracted from the bond. Whether the sandy matches that or not. So yeah, you totally cancel off the sandy loss. You're not at your breaking point just yet. Now they made a huge deal of this, but you kind of... You push this feeling off on your bond, and it you, t- you, so you lose two willpower, and the bond goes down by... So, like, as I'm kind of processing this sort of this stuff, it's like, is this is this the utter shit that like the people that I'm trying to teach is bringing them out, uh, bringing them out of? Like, this is the this is the stuff that I have to work with. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so you're not quite at your breaking point, but it's good to know an agent's near their breaking point. I have been near my breaking point. My sanity points That's have been fair. at 41, and my breaking point is 40, so... That is completely fair. Yeah, so uh, you've kind of offloaded that. Uh, uh, Danny comes back into the room as he's walking, kind of kicks a couple of pill bottles, and some stuff spills out as they kind of spin out. Doesn't seem to notice. He drops a just crazy collection of newspaper clippings and very official-looking documents, and camera phone photos like it's a whole mess of stuff it's gonna take some time to kind of sort through but he's like presents his like like, look it's all i have and it's all i've been compiling for years it is everything there will help explain it oh fuck danny do you by any chance know anything about like you've you've been you've been inside the people of the the century club do you know anything about a specific person a specific person named samuel bolton kind of bristles at that yes i am familiar with mr bolton he uh he was the one that invited me into the the club if you will uh, he is one of the 11 principals personally uh, yes he is the one that approached me I, I my understanding is that uh if you do something especially noteworthy and catch the attention of the club they send a member of the principals to you to invite you to join he, he was the one that approached me i said yes i went through the initiation ceremony it was strange but not anything out of the ordinary for these types of high society clubs. What's the initiation? Uh, it was um, it was a weekend long event of sorts. Uh, it was some mask wearing, very eyes wide shut, very theatrical. Not the sex party stuff. Just lots of eating and talk of travel and reminiscing about the history of the place and the, the organization. Lots of shedding of financial information and such. I pauses for a sec. I should not have mentioned that. Uh, Agent Kincaid asked me not to mention that. So you said something about a sex party? No, I I I, I use that wild shut as a metaphor. It nothing so ridiculous. There, there there was couples there, and obviously there was hooking up. It's rich, powerful people with nothing but time and boredom on their hands. Things happen, but uh, you said sharing of financial information. Uh, kind of pauses. Uh, Agent Kincaid asked me not to talk about this. Agent but, Kincaid. Uh, yeah. Kind of like pauses. Uh. One moment, uh, kind of scuttles out of the room again. Here's some rustling again in the other room. He's gonna watch him through the mirrors. Yeah, he's like, so he's kind of going through various documents. He pulls out a another kind of collection of files. It looks like a business card and kind of a notepad and stuff like that. And comes back in and I puts that on top of the pile. I was approached several months ago. Kind of pauses for a sec. About nine by a um, FBI agent. Um, uh, Nadia Kincaid. She is um, with the White Collar Division or something. I, they are investigating the Century Club for insider trading and monopoly manipulation and all types of marketing stuff. Uh, I'm I, above my prejudice. Um, I'm, I'm sure I was indirectly involved, but uh, yes, a, a big part of the Century Club was a shedding of insider information. But his deals, organizing, said things. While I was there, several people approached me and offered to use my services specifically for coming in and out of the country. And I think the phrase was, uh, if we all stay in business together, if we all get rich or something, uh, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, that, that was the main point of joining the club, admittedly. That's what initially appealed to me. It was a business of stock information, financial moves. Speaking of business, I, I completely forgot to ask you before this, what was the name of your shipping uh, company before? It didn't 
have a name? Have we dealt with specialty clients? Again, kind of under the table. Smuggling. Smuggling is such a dirty word. Off the books transportation. Yes, that is, that is what I sell on my taxes. Personalized shipping. When was the last time you spoke to Nadia Kincaid? Kind of like looks at a calendar the other in the room that's like three months off. I believe I talked to her about five days ago. She is trying to build some racketeering or legal case or something. I give her information. I pause this for a sec. I tell I I suppose you would also like to know who the principals are too. Uh, one moment. I kind of grab and grabs a piece of paper and just writing stuff down. Uh I know ten of the eleven. The eleven is the one in charge of everything. Uh, kind of pauses for a second. Kind of rubs his head again with the pencil. Um, the keeper, I think she. I, I think they were called he, she. I, they were always ambiguous about who they were. Um, but yes, I, you already know about the Mr. Bolton. The other members that I'm aware of were uh, Samuel Bolton, uh, Jacob Watts, Oscar Nelson, Jackson Vest, Ronan O'Toole, Frazier and Sella Tucker, Sophia Scott. Uria and Laura Notice and Kaja Yang and uh, Hester Vilkins. I pause this for a second again. I believe Miss uh, Agent Kincaid is also talking to um, Miss Scott. So, uh, Danny, with you wanting to get the word out on this, do you have any kind of dirt on any of these? Isn't that dirt is such a weird word? Um, you do you have any kind of information on any of these people outside of that? Any kind of ways to kind of communicate them or uh, any kind of leverage against them? I have nothing. Just names. I, I know who they are. I, I know the names. I know the companies. They, these are all people you can search though too. Uh, Said so you have reporters. I cannot give you everything. Unfortunately, it gives us a good uh, baseline. Of course. Of course. They are all involved in um, various financial dealings for the most part. Uh, upper crust, if you will, kind of again pauses for a quick second. You, you should already be familiar with um, Miss Yoria and Miss Lora. They are, as they say, well known. No, absolutely, absolutely. It's more so, especially with someone being inside the uh, Century Club, there's going to be your public personality and a little bit more of a secretive personality whether or not we end up kind of talking to these folk and then bringing this up or at least kind of hinting about the knowledge or our knowledge of it could help pressure um, lips to dance. He kind of seems reluctant to say something for a quick second there. Uh, what roles do people have? I guess this is potentially a persuasion, this is potentially a psychology. What's the highest one of someone's got for something kind of applicable to trying to coax something out of someone? I have. A 42 on Persuade. I have 69 in Persuade. Let's see some rolls. Oh! 36 out of 69 success. Nice! 26 out of 42% success. He pauses for kind of a second, and you kind of urge him on, like, what are you doing to try? And, like, he definitely has, like, something he wants to tell you, but he feels uncomfortable, or, like, he doesn't want to tell you. Like, you can tell us off the record if that would make you more uncom- uh, make you more comfortable. Tuck my pen into the book and I fold it over or I kind of latch it and I put it down and I just kind of open up my body language uh, to Daniel. Pauses for a second and looks at you all kind of like he's already mulling something over. Before my expulsion, I was uh, rising relatively quickly through the ranks of um, I was tapped in line to move up to the, the, the not the innermost circle, but the step in between and uh, uh some things happened just why i left uh you, you read my vlog you are obviously familiar with the uh the goat i mentioned several times um the traditions of the club are mostly hunting and sporting and adventure and stuff like that very european in that regard but they all as you rose further you became member of the black flock i think just uh it wasn't an active fascination but that all the kind of Century club activities and parties and stuff like that over the year. There was always a goat, um, always a black goat, and new initiatives would eat the goat raw on the last day of the weekends that were thrown. Uh, it was strange, and someone always got sick. Very often, someone came very close to dying. But when I was tapped to move up, uh, I was 
given something. I don't know what it was this day, and forced to observe the eating of the goat. I had eaten the goat many years before, several years before, and something seemed different about it. There was an energy to the place, if you will. Something seemed off. It scared me. I kind of gestures at the medication. Uh, it was after that that my mental health began to decline. I I left the club uh, for what I said was personal reasons. They, at the time, seemed accepting, but ever since then, I feel as though I'm followed, like they're planning their time. I've had business dealings fall through. I've had, that's where I've had men following me. I've, the guy that's gone to like the verge of tears and like he's saying all this stuff, like he's telling, you're the first people he's probably told this to in a very long time, and it's very awkward for him to talk about this. He's like, I had a psychologist refuse to keep seeing me. I apparently it was a conflict with some interest or something. I, I do not know. I, I, I believe these people, after I chose to leave, they chose to destroy what little I had to make sure I told no one. Eventually, I started the blog. That's when things got worse. The medication stopped working. I, things seemed to go from bad to worse. I, I do not know. They are dangerous people. Can I make an unnatural against anything he said here? A natural check to see if anything here clicks at all, or... Give me a cult first. Sure. <laughs> failure, 23 out of 21. I want to run in a cult. Yeah. 51% failure. God damn it. Faust is useless. What he's saying definitely seems culty, but nothing exactly what he's talking about springs to mind. Like, uh, you would know a variety of religions kind of have weird goat fascinations, but you're not kind of, like, what they're linked up to is kind of avoid, uh, kind of dodging at this time. Like, I have some guests like, oh, a Salem witch trial, black goat familiars and stuff like that. Like, oh, all the surface level stuff about goats, but like what he's describing increasingly feels more and more Delta Green by the second. Like again, this guy is on a just obscene amount of medication, but also yeah, he seems crazy, but like he seems crazy like he's seen something crazy. Like mine broke a little bit crazy. And while this is all going on, uh, Florence, you're going to kind of step back a little bit, just kind of absentmindedly, just kind of rocking on your heel or something. And you're going to crush one of the pills he's on. And you're going to look down, you're kind of like, that's because the sound kind of startles you maybe or something. And that's not an antidepressant. Oh? That's, you're not quite sure what it is, but you're pretty familiar with this kind of what antidepressants look like. You, rec- you recognize what he's on, hypothetically, and that's not it. She's going to, like, lean down to act like she's tying her shoe and see if she sure. can like get one or the one or two of the pills. Yeah. While uh Florence is doing that, I'm gonna try to distract uh Daniel's like Daniel, do you need a hug right now? Are you okay? I kinda take a Just... couple steps up uh close up to him to kind of block Florence uh and uh, try to block Florence with my body. Yeah, he just kind of breaks down crying and does that kind of awkward like dude grab where he's just kind of at a breaking point like he's telling that was incredibly painful for him kind of thing like it is what he described is not what he remembers what he remembers is far worse kind of thing but he has no way of describing what he remembers kind of thing if that makes any sense yeah yes Florence you successfully kind of scoop up the pill this guy's in no state to kind of keep track of this stuff he probably wouldn't care either I kind of pat him on the back and I look back and I mention and I kind of like do a face to kind of grab a bottle yeah, she'll she'll grab a whole bottle. Yeah, yeah. You successfully do that. No need to roll for it. He's plenty distracted, and you might not even care. Like, so you got a couple of the pills in one of the empty bottles. You try and grab a full bottle because that's probably harder to find. That's so that's probably harder to find. Yeah, that's probably kind of the ones that are scattered around are just empties. He's not kind of doing a good job at disposing of them. Uh, I'll, then I'll I'll get whatever I can. Yeah, yeah. So you manage to kind of scoop up a couple of the pills and an empty that like let's put it all back inside and pocket it. I'm gonna step outside. I need some air. Yeah. Florence says and kind of straightens himself and kind of composes himself and like uh, well we 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 have much to get through I will walk you through it you can take pictures I assume with your phone um does airplane mode uh, okay yeah like as long as you're okay with us turning it back on that is fair I will I will take pictures for you and I will send them to you because he gets a digital camera from his office kind of thing and starts walking you through the stuff most of the information is junk but it's. Buried amongst this stuff is something real and very Delta Greeny, but he's not sure what. But like, this is too much occult to not be Delta Green and kind of a very abnormal location for Delta Green to be situated. But we're going to deal with Florence outside real quick first. So you're outside the apartment in the kind of soup smelling hallway. 
Yeah, she's just gonna um, she's gonna step away from the door uh, and lean against a wall and pull out one of the pills and look for the number, the identifying yeah. number on the pill, and look it up. Yep. So yeah, you got you have plenty of uh, kind of pharmacy to know what this thing is. That's an antipsychotic. And you would also know that if you take antipsychotics and you don't need them, they lead to, well, the behavior that they're designed to treat some frequency. And the pill bottle is marked for antidepressants. These are not antidepressants. Does Florence think that, like, he's too far gone at this point, that if he were to stop them, they'd recover at all, or...? I mean, possibly, like, without a full kind of time to do a workup and do some scans and kind of spend more time with him, you don't know, but this is suspicious unto itself. Like, this is either gross neglect from a doctor or something else is up. Maybe he's not quite as wrong about the paranoia as he's as you initially thought. Yeah, she's gonna look around here and see if anything, like, seems purposefully just a little off, you know? Kind of like something the, the Stasi might have done when they were uh, running psychological warfare against people. If that makes any sense? Yeah, it does. And nothing kind of like, hey, so give me a search on that one, actually. Is you kind of looking around for this? 33 critical success. Yeah, nothing about the apartment building seems to be off. But what you do realize is, as kind of you're, you're looking around, kind of looking for some kind of cha- uh, warning sign of some psyop happening. The prescriptions are mailed to her. Huh. Is there a return address? Not on the bottles, but there is a physician, a Dr. Lint. It's got kind of the pharmacy code and the doctor number that goes along with that, so you can, in theory, track the prescription. Perfect. And she'll head back inside and help with sorting through the, yeah. the documents. Yes, yeah, so that's going to take some time, and we're going to jump back to Francis and Foxtrot over at the kind of storage containers. Looking for big ones, looking for kind of like, what what, type, what are you looking for, I guess, specifically? Because the wide variety of kind of storage lockers they might have. What's the closest one to the office where we were at? That's probably kind of akin to like a, um, just like a personal storage locker. Like you'd have it like a rent-a-space or something, just like storing some equipment, maybe like some golf cart parts or something like that. Like it's nothing big. You're not going to store cargo there necessarily, but it is kind of a personal cargo lockup for storage locker for the company. Not a bad choice in some ways. Okay, yeah, I'll start there. Francis, you going to the same place? You guys sticking up? That's sticking together. You splitting up? Oh, we can split up. Yeah, you going to the same place? You going to something else? Uh, I mean, I'm also going to look for uh, what do you want to call them? Storage lockers, another bigger yeah. storage units. Yeah, so you find kind of the ones for for the storage company. Uh, it's they're kind of spread out, so you just kind of you take some time to go through all of them. There's nothing inherently weird about any of the contents. It's some kind of emergency gear, some rope for the boats and stuff like that. It's Again, normal supplies for a shipping company. The storage lockers for Bolton shipping seem to be aimed at Bolton shipping until you get to the last one of kind of a group of like, we'll say eight. And this one is empty, but it does have what appears to be a manifest that was left there by accident, kind of on the ground, crumpled up. And it mentions that the concert would be sent to Hyde Mansion. They were brought in by uh, not one of the ships, but kind of from another shipping company. They were dropped off at the offices. They were stored here. And sometime today, they were picked up by just a local freight company and brought over to Hyde Mansion for whatever reason. Like, There's nothing listing there for reasons and stuff like that, but it is mentioned that they've arrived either late today or tomorrow, potentially. What does it, what does it say that, that, that was on the shipping manifest? What does it say there? Six large boxes. Huh. Probably a cake or something. This is not refrigerated for the record. Like this is just kind of some generic storage locker style stuff. Like it's not climate controlled. Probably not food, but huh. Any special marks or distinguishing things on the boxes themselves? The boxes aren't there. There's kind of some scratch marks on the floor. Uh, like the manifest got left there by accident. But as you're kind of looking around at this place, something seems off about the space. Like something. It's not spooky off, but like there's a smell to it or something like, I don't know, something that I got left that was off gassing something or something like that. You're not quite sure what, but like there's definitely some type of smell or odor of some kind. In the in the container where we found, we found the uh, the large boxes or uh, just everywhere? No, the shipping manifest. There's no boxes in the sh- in the in the container with oh, you. It's one that had the boxes. Yeah. 
It's almost like a hay smell or something. You'd have to guess. Like it's a very farmy smell. Can I uh, follow? Can I can I follow the nose? Or is you, it just around? It's just around. It's just in the bo- It's just in the storage container. Excuse me. Is there like a role I can make to like identify it? Maybe like. Yeah, I'd actually say of all of you, Francis is maybe the only one that might have a guess at guessing this. So give me an intellect check on this. Actually. <laughs> Let's go. Yes, yeah, success. <laughs> yeah, so this makes no sense, but you're standing there and you're thinking about some stuff and the, the smell is just bringing up memories of your son when he was younger, like uh, when he was really young, like petting zoo young. And you realize this place reeks like hay, the type you, the type you might put down if you were storing animals somewhere temporarily. Or that you'd like need to have a stash of to store animals somewhere. Yeah, it's got that kind of like wood chippy covering stuff smell that you'd smell at petting zoos or like really rich kids' birthday parties or something when they brought in animals or something like that. Oh, the black goats. Oh wait, I don't know about the black goats yet, do I? No, you don't. Damn, too bad. My meta knowledge. No. <laughs> Smells like um like they were keeping animals here. Huh. Yeah. Wait, you uh you familiar with this? Well, you you never been to a petting zoo before? Do I look like the kind of man who goes to a petting zoo? No kids, I guess. Do I look like the kind of man who has kids? Listen, sorry, sorry, I thought you were, uh, just, never mind. No. So yeah, it sounds, it sounds like they were, they were, I, I don't know, like, transporting either feed to that hide mansion. Keep looking around, unless we can figure out what it is, just, just make a note of that when we, uh, talk to the gang. Yeah. I'm gonna keep walking around and, and kind of just taking some photos of the area in general. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess we'll just fin- we'll finish up searching here if there's anything else important. Yeah, and this you, you you kind of find some other stuff. It's all shipping related stuff, but this is more or less the you've exhausted all the stuff you can find at this office location for Bolton. There's yeah, it's you've done a fantastic job kind of thinking up all the stuff that they're finding all the stuff I had planned for this space. Yeah, the, you can search around some. You're not going to find much more. We'll just say you do to kind of due diligence if you will. Make sure it's all locked up, and we're going to jump back to. Florence and Faustus as they're kind of going over this stack of weird research. And it's, I'm not going to lie, it's mostly junk and circumstantial and kind of got that real deep web board conspiracy theory vibe, lots of pyramids with eyes on them and stuff like that. But there is something here. Like, it's when you look between the lines, kind of knowing what you know as Delta Green agents, having seen what you've seen. Some patterns do start to emerge. Yeah, the the whole financial kind of collusion thing he was talking about, it's there. It's not blatantly there, but like, yeah, based on kind of like various pictures and kind of just the people he mentioned off, like you did kind of a quick search of them. They are all people that could hypothetically kind of be helping each other out with some just good old fashioned kind of corporate corruption, if you will. Uh, You have to kind of spend some more time researching all of them in your next time you have a chance to. But yeah, there's... You have to spend some kind of time going through the stuff in detail, but there's something there. And some of the pictures he has are from kind of like a hidden camera he probably tried to smuggle in once, and maybe that's how he got kicked out or something like that. But or kind of got fully excommunicated, if you will. But it's not like full blown like demon worshiping cult, but there's definitely a vibe to how the Century Club goes about stuff, like lots of just kind of animal pelts and stuff, like very kind of late. 1800s early 1900s adventure league stuff going on but just kind of a slightly off bend to it and both of you learned enough to kind of know the history of such organizations being a little bit fraught with weirdness especially when it came to how they tro- uh, kind of treated natives of various countries that they discovered or adventured in kind of thing you make some copies of that you kind of find his sources like some of his stuff is just obviously wrong but Spend a bunch of time there. It's kind of late into the night by the time you leave. It's you've got some stuff to go on that you can kind of process through. But uh, yeah, it, you increasingly feel like this is this has gone from okay, why are we here to this is definitely something Delta Green maybe should have looked into potentially sooner. Yeah, did they have any pictures of the goats? No pictures of goats. Are there any images that kind of keep showing up? Like, maybe it's not a goat, maybe it's, like, a specific hand gesture or a specific lapel pin. Is there anything that's, like, super common amongst, like, this image or these these stacks of uh, documents? Not like that, but the club seems really into food. Like, they, the modern kind of interpretation of what they are leans hard into kind of 
large meals was something kind of always a themed meal to this stuff. The caterer makes a little bit more sense kind of thing, given its reputation. Uh, it's they're, they're big, lavish kind of ornate dinners and such. Like the majority of the events the Century Club seems to do are kind of high-end foodie dinner parties of some kind. The, the catering is immaculate. The, the pictures of the food are almost mouth-watering. Like, and they're very extravagant dishes, lots of meat, lots of exotic ingredients type of stuff, like in a variety of cultures represented kind of thing. Just one last question. Daniel, how difficult or easy do you think it would be to kind of wiggle our way into doing some undercover stuff with the Century Club? I I, I do not know. I They are at Tighten it through, Will. Did anyone seem like a loose end? Uh, well, I, I mentioned Miss Scott. She is talking to that FBI lady. Uh, but if I was you, I would try to get there on Friday. Uh, there is some principles-only event. Uh, the, the opening dinners, if you will. Very exclusive. Only the top members of the, of the communities are allowed to attend. The, the Elite Eleven or whatever it is. The, the Keeper and Bolton's crowd, if you remember me talking about them. Uh, we all show up on Saturday around noon was when we were told to show up when I was still attending. They were always very hush-hush about that. I, I think even I asked the security guards once about like what happened, and they said only a few were stationed that night just to kind of keep people out of the hypothesis. Like, I think last uh, when I asked about this, it was kind of snaps his fingers. Uh, we were in um, Seattle for that one. It was some architect house that was held there. So low security, you said, right? The actual event... Some, not nothing extravagant, uh, not, not going to stop an army of anything, but uh, I got the impression that they ramped it up for uh, more of us are there. They were very hush-hush about the Friday stuff. And has anyone actually died from eating the goat? Uh, people got sick. I don't know if anyone died. I'm, I'm sure someone did at some point. Not, not, not what I was a member. When you saw them eating the goat, what felt off about it? What felt different? Uh, when I ate the goat, it was... Gross. It was raw goat meat. I, I don't know about you, but I prefer my meals well cooked. I, I don't know. Maybe someone spiked my drink. I, that evening is foggy. Was it served like a tartare, or were you just taking off bits and pieces of the goat? It was like wolves going after a deer. Oh, sorry if I brought up any bad memories with that. Did you feel, like, compelled to eat it, or...? If you wanted to join, you had to eat that. That was the rule. It was, I, at the time, I thought the hazing ritual of sorts. I have done worse things for less gain. I guess one more question. Has anyone from the club just disappeared for some reason or no reason? Uh, uh, what do you mean? Uh, I... Like one day you just don't hear anything about this person anymore? I suppose. I was not there long enough to make many friends. We only met a few times a year. I... I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm sure people go missing. Uh, dangerous friends, powerful friends. I. I, I don't. I kind of like start, so it does like start scratching his head at this though. I feel like I know something about this, but I, it eludes me. No, nothing comes to mind. If you remember anything that you think we should know, Florence is gonna write down her burner number and hand it to him. He kind of takes then puts it in a pocket. Uh, thank you for taking all this time. Um. I am tired. You are, I'm assuming, tired. I, I I would offer to walk you out, but I assume you can find your way there. I need to secure the door after you leave. Good luck. Yes, uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and uh, good reporting, I assume. I, yes, uh, best of luck with all that. I, they'll take them down. Kind of like fake enthusiasm, but he just seems drained by all the events you've gone through. And yeah, he kind of ushers you out and you hear various locks sliding into place and Maybe a bookshelf being placed in front of the doorway or something, just like immediately after the door is closed. And you're in the hallway smelling of soup. So that was weird. As oh, Actually, I'd, I'd walk a little bit further down the hallway to turn to Florence. So that was interesting. What did you think? Um, I mean, he's totally fucking crazy, but not crazy. Always. Yeah. Look, let's we'll talk more when we get back in the car. So this is like, hey, just to give you a heads up about this earlier, Francis and I, um, we kind of saw a suspicious vehicle. I'm sorry? We saw a suspicious vehicle in the morning at our hotel room. Um, the hotel was booked through Midas, but 
for whatever reason, there was a car whose license plate was flipped upside down. Uh, and then when I noticed it, it just drove off. Or when we noticed it, it just drove off. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as paranoid as Daniel over here, but keep an eye out for like a tail as we get deeper into this. It's getting a little more concerning, especially with the, what we just saw. Yeah, before you walk outside, she pulls out her pistol and likes to make sure the safety's on and that it's loaded. Okay. I will uh, do the same. All right, cool. So we're going to kind of wind our second day of investigation down to an end. Anything people want to do before they kind of call it quits for the day? Well, Florence isn't sleeping again. Figured we would group up and kind of discuss what we... Yeah, sure. So back to the office? Yeah. Yeah, so you all head back to Midas. It makes sense to regroup after this. You've had busy evenings after a day of research. Like, this is... The rubber's hitting the road, if you will. Um, Yeah, uh... Florence and Faustus, as you're kind of arriving at Midas, give me alertness checks at minus 40. It's dark, oh. at night. Sorry, wait, who did you say? Faustus and Florence. 58. Negative, negative 40, though, for real. Fail, failure at 38%. Maybe feel like something's watching you, but you look around, you don't see anything necessarily. Uh, it's, it's dark, it's night, like it's the city never sleeps, so it's kind of lots of hustle and bustle about. <laughs> 